When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Real estate can be a powerful way to build your wealth and a vehicle to become financially free. But listen, you gotta know what you're doing. This episode is your 101 guide to buying and selling real estate. Everything you need to know from soup to nuts. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Welcome back to the show. I'm so, so excited to have you here. I know I've shared this with you before, so forgive me if you've heard this a million times, but I bought my first house at 24, and honestly, between you and me, I had no idea what I was doing, and I probably had no business buying a house then. It just didn't really make sense. We barely made the money work, which is just never the best idea, but here I am. It all worked out okay. So sometimes that is the story ending. It doesn't always have to end bad, but I want different for you. I want you to know what you're doing. I want you to have all the information. So when you buy and sell a house, you're like, I know it. I got it. There may be a few things that come up that you're just unsure of, but you feel really strong in the process. Another thing is the sobering fact is that as a woman, real estate used to be, still is sometimes, a man's game. No offense to the guys listening, but it is just the scary truth. Our guest, real estate expert Marina Schifferman, is changing the real estate game for everyone, women in particular. And in this episode, Marina shares the insider secrets you need to know to buy and own real estate, how to start investing in real estate, and really everything from soup to nuts about the buying process and working with a realtor. Because there are always so many questions about how you find a realtor. Do you pay a realtor? Do you not pay a realtor? 
Rena's breaking it down for you. You're going to love this one. I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and let's head into the conversation. Well, Marina, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. As I mentioned to you before I hit record, I love real estate, so I'm always excited to talk about it. So thanks so much for being here. You're welcome. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, there's a quote on your website. I, I thought it would just be fitting to start out here. You say that you're on a mission to educate, inspire, and empower women to buy real estate so they can be financially free queens of their lives. I really love that. So how can how can women use real estate to become financially free? Love it, love it, love it. So many ways. But the first one that comes to mind is real estate is an asset. It's something that you put your money in and it grows in value. So a lot of women... Um, are not educated on investing. I mean, stock, there's lots of ways to go. There's stocks and then there's real estate and there's other things. So I believe in stopping rent. You're stopping someone else's mortgage. You buy a place of your own. You are paying your own mortgage. The more you pay every month, the more house you actually own. As that house grows in value, you have then a lot of options. You have literally made money when your house grows in value for doing nothing, for just like living there. So you can you can do many things. Like for me, when I bought my first home, I lived in there for four years. I rented out a couple rooms. I did a construction project. When I sold it, I made a huge profit. And that gave me the freedom to buy my second house, to invest in a brand new kitchen in my second house so that I can mm -hmm. rent it out and travel. It's just the financial freedom that comes with something that you don't really have to think about, that you do it and you set it and you forget it and it just works for you. And financial freedom for women is so encompassing. It's like, so you can live the life that you want. So you're not stuck in a situation that you don't want because of finances, just like be the queen of your own life, decide what you want to do and be free to do that. And I teach women how to do that through buying and owning real estate. Fantastic. I really love that. I mean, we all, I think everyone listening would raise their hand to the idea of wanting to be financially free. A lot of us are still trying to figure out exactly how to do that. But I think maybe to to flip that question a little bit, like in what ways have women at least in the past, not been empowered to buy real estate. I mean, I know real estate has primarily been, n not to talk bad on the guys, but it's it's primarily been a, a male-dominated uh, transaction, right? So I, I would just love your opinion. Like, In what ways have women been limited around real estate? Well, you're totally right. Traditionally, real estate has been a traditionally a man's role. My husband will buy us a house. He deals with the finances. Real estate is so huge. What's my dad doing? And women have been sh shied away from that area because traditional men and female roles back in the day were very, very different than they are today. So today we are powerful. We decide what we want to do with our life. If I want to get married, if I don't, if I want kids, if I don't. So now women have to look at this traditionally masculine role and be like, I can put my feminine touch into it. There are women that are doing this. So like, it's not just a masculine thing anymore. It's a feminine thing. It's my thing. And that's where I come in. Like I'm 
shattering the ceiling. It's not just a masculine thing. Let's ladies like let's learn how to do this. Let's bring our feminine energy to it. But not just that. Actually, women were not allowed to get their own mortgages without their husband's consent back in the day. They were not allowed to get their own credit card without their husband's consent back in the day. They were not CEOs. So just that fact that we're allowed to do all these things is changing the game. And then just learning about it, like women are scared, I think, because it's such an intimidating topic, real estate. They're just like fear-based. But once we get rid of that, it's going to be like we can do anything and everything that goes into our lives will be like just because we want it. It adds to our lives. You brought up like such a good point. I think so many women, younger women, I would say like early 20s or younger, don't even understand necessarily that as women, like what you were saying, we couldn't do these things. We couldn't We couldn't have a credit card, I think, until sometime in the 70s, which is just insane. It's mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that isn't that long ago. I mean, we're not talking about like centuries ago. We're talking about 40, 45 years ago, it just wasn't that that long. So I, I, I love that you bring that point up because it's, it's even if women wanted to go get into real estate earlier on, they probably had to do it in very creative ways because they weren't allowed to do these things, which is furthermore the reason why we need to have these conversations. But I wanted to ask you that we're in this crazy housing market right now. Um, probably mostly because of the pandemic and people just deciding they wanted a different version of life and they either wanted to move or maybe they got into into real estate, whatever it might be. But what are some of the insider secrets? Because I'm sure you have a few that we really need to know about buying and selling, like particularly in this market. What are some insider secrets? Well, you have to be ready for some competition and competition translates to price. The more competition, the higher price something is going to be. So you can't be fate of heart. You have to really take this as like a, maybe a second full-time job. I say the ver- the first most important thing when you're dealing with a very competitive market like this and you're trying to get in is get yourself a badass realtor, like a realtor that is so badass, that's really good, that's in the market that you want to buy in. And that's like your secret weapon. And you got to listen to everything she says and do everything she says because she knows what's up. And that is the secret weapon because we're not alone, ladies. Like, it's not like, oh, I want to buy real estate. I don't know what the F to do. You get yourself a good team. Your realtor is your team and your lender is your team. And with that, you will feel like empowered to go for it. There's a lot of tricks in the trade, like, A big one that comes to mind is we need to understand the difference between list price of a home and the sales price of a home. Oh, okay. Tell us more. That's huge. So the list price of a home is what you see on Zillow or this home is marketed for a million dollars or whatever. That price is called the list price. That price is set from by the seller and the seller's agent strategically to get buyers in the door. Because as I said, competition drives price up. They're trying to get the more, the most people in the door, the most offers, so they can pin them against each other. So when people say, oh, this house is listed for a million dollars, it's not going to sell for a million dollars, baby girl. Like That's just not going to happen. That's why you need your kick-ass realtor to give it to you straight. 
to tell you what's up. Because when I'm working with a buyer, I show them like, look, here, things are going to 20% over asking. So you're pre-approved for a million dollars. We're going to look at $800,000 houses only. So I think people, that's the concept that we need to grasp. Just because it's listed for a million dollars, it's going to sell probably over that. And you need to understand and be equipped to compete. So for first-time home buyers who are listening, what do they need to know about working with a realtor? Because I think there's a lot of confusion out there. I've had a lot of friends that have contacted me and they're thinking, do I pay the realtor? How do I how do I do this? What does the realtor actually do for me? So could you walk us through, especially for the people that are first-time home buyers, what is it like working with a realtor? And like what are your responsibilities? Like how are you, you know, the best teammate on our team? Mm-hmm. Lovely. Okay. So there is a difference between a good realtor and a bad realtor. So you must take the time to find a good one for you. We can go over how you do that. But basically, a realtor will represent you in your best interest in the transaction, guide you through a smooth transaction, teach you about that market, market trends, give her, give you her expertise and negotiate for you. Those are the five things that she will do. And you can't do that on your own, especially if you're a first-time home buyer. It's too stressful, too overwhelming. Like We do this full-time. I have been a realtor for 10 years full-time. You're not the first first time home buyer I've worked with. So I know how to hold your hand. I know how to guide you through this process. So you need a realtor for that. So the, yeah, I hope I answered your, all your <laughs> questions. And oh, payment. This is, I guess, a big one that I guess I don't really think about because it's just like, duh. So in California, and I'm sure a lot of other states, the seller is the one that pays real estate commission. And that's how realtors get paid. So the commission is 6% of the sales price. The seller gets that commission and he sp- and then he gives it to his broker, his realtor, and the realtor splits it 50-50 with the buyer and the, with the buyer's agent and we split that with our company. So essentially the buyer gets a real estate agent for free, no cost. So it blows my mind that people wait so long to get a real estate agent because you get one for free and they help you so so much. So you mentioned ways to find a realtor. I know when I was buying my first house, we went to just a ton of open houses and it was kind of like, well, I don't know who to pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was like, well, I guess I kind of got along with this person. So we'll pick this person. But I really didn't have any strategy behind who I was choosing as my real estate agent. So what are, what are your tips about how to find one that will actually be be the best agent for you? Well, first it goes into a lot of self-reflection and meditation. Like what are you actually want someone in this journey to do with you? Do you want them to hold your hand and communicate and tell you? So you kind of have to know what you're looking for first. And then it starts with the search, social media, open houses. You just like gather a list of a couple of realtors but the thing is they have to be in your market. You can't want to buy in San Francisco and think an agent from Oakland or Sausalito is going to help you. It has to be local. So you like hashtag San Francisco realtor, whatever you find some, and then you do an initial phone call with them. The initial phone call will show you a lot about them, their personality, and you just explain, hey, I'm a first time home buyer. I don't know how to do this. I'm searching for a realtor. And you just listen. You just listen to how they explain what they say and you listen to like, do they show leadership, confidence? Do they talk too much? Are they annoying? 
Do I want, <laughs> do I like this person? And then you ask them like, where do you live? Where do you work? Do you have a team? How long have you been doing this? Have you bought real estate before? And then you end that phone call and you kind of digest everything that you heard and you narrow it down. And then you like call the person that you really like, or maybe it's two people and say, Hey, okay, I'm ready to have a first time home buyer meeting. And that's like an hour long. It's like, okay, let's set the stage. And then you should really be narrowing it down. What you're looking for is someone that knows her shit. She is confident. She's She teaches you a lot, even just in the first meeting. She makes your stress level goes go low. You actually like talking to her and spending time with her. That's a huge one. Um, and she's local. And she actually talks the talk instead of she walks the walk instead of talking the talk basically like she buys real estate herself too that's a huge one a realtor that has never bought real estate but is like telling you how to do it is kind of hypocritical so yeah and then you will be confident and know that you actually took the time to find one that's right for you and your family that you feel good about and like she's behind you it's such good advice because i know when i was looking for my first home i'm not joking. I think we might have looked at close to a hundred houses before we found the right house. And so hopefully that isn't somebody listening. Hopefully that isn't your experience, but I live in Los Angeles and it's an interesting, it's always been an interesting market. And so to your point, right, you want to find somebody that you actually wouldn't mind spending time with because the reality is you might spend a lot of time with that person. Definitely. And talk to her a lot about intimate. Like, this is, I'm comfortable with this. This is not what I want in a house. And sometimes it's an emotional process. Like, she's your girlfriend. She's your friend. Yeah, for sure. And you brought up this idea of somebody who actually is buying real estate themselves and the importance of that. So I want to talk a little bit about investing in real estate. So actually turning your real estate dollars into something that hopefully is is earning you money. In your opinion, how feasible is it for just like an average person to build a real estate portfolio? Or is this something where we need to be wealthy in order to do this? Well, a portfolio can be as big as one, two properties, and then it can go up to hundreds. It all starts with just one. I talk a lot about getting out of the renting situation. So getting out of the renting situation, buying yourself a primary residence is a form of investment. Because like I said, you're paying rent every month. You're literally throwing that money away, helping somebody else pay their house down. You don't have any rights to the house. You can't do anything. It's legally not yours. So when you take the money that you have and you leverage it with a mortgage, a home loan, and you buy a house for yourself to live in, that is an investment. And the longer you live there, the more it's going to grow in value. It's going to appreciate in value. If you live there for five years, it could grow as much as like 100 or 500K in value. That's an investment. Then you can pull that money out, buy buy another property, buy something else, fix up your current property so it goes up, sell it. I think it just starts with one to to call yourself an investor. And then after you've grown equity in your house, you can have like you have money for a down payment on another house. And then you can rent out your original house and move to another house or vice versa. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. 
Earn It is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earn It app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps. But I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah, so you bought your first house. I think you said you were 27 and and single. Mm. So I'm curious like what what drove you to real estate? What was what was the fascination for you? Well, I was a realtor for 4 years before I bought. So I was a realtor. I got into it because I did not want a boss. I don't want someone telling me <laughs> what to do straight up. No. I just want to do it my way, make my own rules, work with clients the way I want to. But real estate always fascinated me. I want I wanted to learn what I was interested in. So I shadowed a realtor for a year. And it turns out that I liked it a lot. And I got into real estate. And then four years after 
that's when I bought. And it was because when I first moved to San Francisco out of college, I was living with six roommates, two bathrooms, no laundry, no parking. Like it was fun when I was 24. But like after I became a realtor and started gaining a little success and turning into like the next level version of myself, more successful, you know, up leveling a little bit more elegant, wanting better things in life. I was like, okay, this living situation is not in line with my life. So I looked at rental prices and I was like, nope, let me just buy a place, rent out the other room. She's going to pay my mortgage or at least half of it. And we're just going to live like that. And when I decided that, also, I had a little bit of money like saved up. I'm like, what am I going to do with this money? But it wasn't enough for a down payment. This is a huge part. So I needed help. I needed an investor. And that investor turns out to be my parents. But I didn't just go to my parents and I was like, hey, let me buy a house. Give me some money. I had to like write up a serious business plan. It took me a long time. And everything must be in writing with investors, parents, friends, whatever. Everything has to be in writing. You have to present it to them in a very business-like sense with a contract. We had a lawyer write up a contract and they gave me the down payment to buy my first house. When I sold it, I paid them back their down payment with interest and I never needed their help again. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible story. That's so cool. Uh, I love that. So tell me a little bit about, okay, if if you were in your situation where you maybe didn't have access to your parents for a down payment. Mm -hmm. Are there any other ways to go about this down payment or any other ways to maybe make it, you know, a little bit lower than a 20% down payment? Oh, of course. You know, you 20% down payment is not a necessity. It's not a requirement. It's just sometimes in a competitive market like San Francisco, you have to show that you're putting down 20%. But in other places in the country, I mean, you can put as little down as 5%. There's also down payment assistance programs for first-time home buyers. But you'll honestly be surprised how many people want to invest but don't know how to invest or where. And if you bring them a business plan, they will invest with you. You'll be surprised. So what sort of things did you actually lay out in your business plan? How much I'm throwing away on rent, basically, and how much that would be for like this time. But they don't really care about that. But you still have to lay that out. And then you have to lay out the purchase price of this home. What what like income you're going to get through throughout how much equity is going to rise in this home. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to live here for five years. I just assumed it's two bedroom, one bath. I'm going to rent out the other one. It's going to cover my mortgage in five years. The house will be X. We're going to sell it and you're going to get all your money in five years. So that was kind of my plan. Um, But that's why you also need a realtor because you don't know what the house is going to be worth or what the purchase price is going to be, what repairs you have to do, what the rental prices are. And then it's a hypothetical. If I sell it in five years, this is what I could be making. If I refinance it in five years, this is what we could get. It's all about what the investor is going to get. That's all they care about. When am I going to get my money back? And what's the interest rate? You You can also get like a private loan. You can go to your bank and be like, hey, I need a personal loan. Yeah, so many, so many interesting ideas. And I want to, if you, if you will, walk us through something maybe a little bit practical. So you talked about you bought your first home and then you rented out one of the rooms and that there's lots of different ways to slice it where you could leverage the equity that you have, particularly in your first home to buy a second home. But 
so many people listening I know have never bought their first home or never had that experience. So is there any way like practically you could walk us through like how that actually works? Okay, sure. So the first step is self-reflection. You have to reflect on what kind of woman you want to be. What kind of life do you want to live? What's your current living situation? What do you want it to be? So a little bit of self-reflection needs to go into this. What do you want your life to be soon in five years? Where do you want to live right now? So a little bit of that. And then the next step is finding your team. Do finding your realtor in the steps that I, I laid out earlier. And then your realtor will help you find the lender that's right for you. Not all lenders are going to be for you. You know, there's different ones that can offer different interest rates, different options, different criteria. So you, th- that's a process. So you have your realtor and then she helps you find a lender. You get pre-approved for a mortgage. With that pre-approval, then you go on the property search. And that's looks like Searching yourself, maybe on Zillow for properties that are in your price range, your realtor sending you properties, you're going to open houses all the time. As soon as you find a house that you like, you tell your realtor right away and she schedules a private showing for you. So like when I'm working with a first time home buyer, the property search starts like this. First, it's location. I actually literally take them in my car and we drive around every single neighborhood in San Francisco that fits their criterion budget. And then they tell me what neighborhoods they like. Then we look at properties within that neighborhood. Then we narrow it down. Once they find a house they like, we go back twice, maybe three times, at least twice. And then there's a number of things that I want you as a buyer to look out for when you're in the house for the second time by yourself that you're thinking of buying. Using all your five senses, touch, smell, hearing, sounds, like smell, really feel it out. And then the part of the feminine that we're so, like our intuition, how do we feel when we're in there? What is our gut telling us? Do we see ourselves living there? Like using that part of your brain because it's not all masculine. It's not all, okay, this house is this and it's going to appreciate for this and has two bedrooms and I can rent it out for this. It's also (laughs) the feminine. How does it feel? How does it look? How does it smell? Then when you find the house you want to buy, then it's time to write the purchase agreement, which is the contract, essentially your first time negotiating with the seller, showing them who you are. Um, And there's so many steps and strategies for filling out a purchase agreement. It's not just price. Price goes into it. You determine price in many different factors. Your realtor can help you, but it's also timeframes, special requests, contingencies, inspections. Like There's a whole mess of steps and strategies that go into it. But once you fill that out, you send it to the seller. And there's a few things that the seller can do. They can flat out reject, flat out accept, or counter offer you on price and terms. Let's say that you go through that process, whatever it may be, you get into contract, the seller accepts your offer, then you're in the escrow period. Escrow period means two things. It's basically the process, of, um, it's the time frame that happens when your offer gets accepted to when you close. It's that time period. It's called the escrow period. But it's also a neutral third-party company that handles the documents, like handles all the money, actually records the deed. Like it's the company that handles that time period. Then the house becomes yours. And there's definitely steps and strategies to make your investment grow. But that's generally bird's eye view of the whole situation. (laughs) 
That was fantastic. I love that. That was like the, um, like the, you know, the quick version of how to buy a house, which is great because so many times we don't walk through that process. And I think it's, it is a confusing process. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of paperwork. Mm. And I think just human nature, we often feel like we don't want to ask a question because we don't want to feel stupid for asking maybe a seemingly obvious question. And so it's just, you know, it can be a really confusing process. Yeah, it can be. And it's stressful and overwhelming. And that's why it's so important to have a realtor have your back behind you, someone that you can literally like text. I don't know what this is, but it's education too. The more you're equipped with education before you enter this process, no decision is going to be last minute and overwhelming, which is why I created my course. Like a job of a realtor, she's not there to teach you how to be a good buyer for the rest of your life. Like she doesn't have time for that. Her job is to guide you successfully through that particular transaction to buy that home. So like I saw that that was missing. That was a whole hole of education for women that they don't even know what this is. So like, that's why I created my courses. So the more you educate yourself and you know what the process looks like, what decisions you're going to have to make, how much you can do beforehand, it's like a, it's like an effing breeze. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) Um, I'm curious because you, you bought at 27, are there any money lessons that you wish you would have known ahead of time that maybe you wish somebody else would know? Oh my gosh, so many. Like throughout my journey, I've met so many fabulous women money coaches that teach me things that I didn't even know existed. Like some high level stuff such as money mindset, money limiting beliefs, like beliefs from your parents growing up that are not your beliefs, but you have to shift them, like doing some trauma healing around that. But then like different bank accounts, high yield savings accounts, ways, different ways that you can like put your money away for down payment in like a CD that can grow in value and, and credit cards, what credit cards to use. Like it's a whole thing. I would highly suggest investing it in a bomb woman money coach to just learn the basics because women don't know anything about money. No one teaches us about money. They teach all the men about what's a credit card, how to save, what's taxes. But like, we're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just get this credit card. Like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> Exactly. That's why this podcast is here. <laughs> yes. Thank goodness. We are here to to educate and give the the real the real information, not mm. the uh, stuff you read in an article. <laughs> so, where do you see your real estate journey going from here? Oh my goodness! Only up, obviously, only up. So I have many arms to my real estate business. Like I started out as a traditional realtor helping buyers and sellers, and then I quickly got busy. So now I have a real estate queen team of like amazing women realtors, pretty much all over the country that I can refer business to that help me out to deal with clients. But then I have the Real Estate Queen Academy, which is the program the academy that I just started that teaches women how to buy and own correctly. And I'm so passionate about that because it brings my loves of like teaching women, women community and real estate and being the queen of your own life and financial independence. So the the academy is going to just blow up. It's going to explode. It's going to be a household name because like there's half the population is women and we need to learn how to buy real estate and we need to learn these things. So if any, if you need anything in real estate, I'm your girl. I'm 
basically the real estate fairy godmother. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everybody needs a good fairy godmother. (laughs) Tell me, tell me a little bit more about the academy and like what somebody would would practically learn in there. You learn everything everything that we talked about in this podcast, and so much more. So I'm working right now on releasing a signature program. It's going to be released sometime November 4th area. It's going to be half recorded videos and half live phone calls. So it's going to be like 12 or 13 module videos with downloadable PDFs, slides, and then like three or four live phone calls just for the group of ladies that join. And then I'm going to have one-on-one coaching as well. So it's basically like I want to, for the woman that is starting to make money in her job, that is starting to have a little bit of savings, is starting to want the next level living situation, that's sick of living with six roommates throwing money away. She's ready to up level and she looks on Zillow all the time, but she just doesn't know how to get started. She wants to know. She's not afraid of asking questions. She wants to be a badass woman. So she takes the course. She starts off not knowing anything about real estate, how to buy it, what it even means, how to do it. She ends the course with like, wow, I can buy real estate tomorrow. I know everything. I can teach someone else. That's so great. Yeah. I really wish something like that was around when I bought my first property. I obviously was uh, in the financial space, so I was lucky enough to have some education around it, but there are so many questions. And then I think when you're looking at real estate from when you're going from, oh, I'm just buying a house to, no, I actually want to use real estate as a vehicle for financial freedom. Like That's a whole other conversation in there. It just isn't enough education on on that piece. And like you were just sharing, buying a buying your first house and renting out a room, to you that just felt like second nature, I think, to a lot of people. It's like, wait, what? I can do that? It's a revolutionary think, idea for sure. Yeah, like Airbnb and uh, you know, Verbo and those types of companies have obviously made the idea of renting out your house more profitable and more of a conversation piece. But I think when it still comes down to it, there's still kind of a, a cloud of, uh, particularly for for single females of, wait a minute, I can do that? And wait, they're actually going to pay half my mortgage? Wait, yeah. okay, now this starts to be interesting. Yeah, because like single women, they live with their friends anyway. So why don't they just pay you? Why aren't you just a landlord? You buy the house that you want to live in. It's the same setup. It's just a better situation. <laughs> Uh, I'm all about better situations. Well, Marina, this has been so educational. I would love for you to tell everyone listening where they can go to connect with you and find out more about your academy. Instagram. I'm on Instagram all the time. Um, So find me on Instagram. I'm sure you'll have the link. My name escapes me for, I think it's just Marina Schifferman. Uh, But yeah, Instagram is the best way. Any conversation about real estate just gets me really excited I really love what intentional real estate can do for your wealth. And thanks to Marina, hopefully you understand the process a little bit better and hopefully you feel empowered to consider owning real estate, particularly if you're female listening to this episode. Of course, I always have to say that owning a home is not the end-all be-all. I am the very first one to admit that. There is a time and place for everything. And sometimes Real estate just doesn't make sense or it just doesn't make sense right now, and that's okay. But hopefully what you learned from Marina is a lot of great information that you can use 
now or in the future, something that you can just keep coming back to. Listen, if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, share it with your friends and family members, anybody who is interested in owning and buying real estate. As always, you can head to the show notes for all of the links to our episode guest, as well as our sponsors. And I'll see you right back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.